0: Hi,
1: this is Philip Boerter.
0: I'm Bernard Zimmermann.
1: Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal.
0: Welcome from my side as well. In this series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. In today's, our second episode, The Power of Virtual, We expand on what makes the virtual practice of leadership development more powerful and give an overview of how we can transcend the barriers of technology to develop authentic leaders and prime them for the new normal. All these topics we will cover individually in future episodes in much more depth.
1: Bernard, let's start with the new normal. We've mentioned it a few times. How do you see the new normal in our context?
0: Well, the new normal is the situation quite a lot of people are actually forced in, but the situation that we work more over distance, more in remote settings, what we call the virtual context. The new normal is how do we interact, collaborate when we move more away from face to face into this Mm -hmm. virtual context. And there... key role plays the experience also from our side when we help leaders to develop, the experience we gained going through this phase, but actually working with this virtual context and building our expertise through experimenting with new things and building up the mastery, I would call it, for ourselves that enables us to help leaders come to the same level when we go through their development journey.
1: So Bernard, what I hear is that everything that we're doing is about our own experience. So for the people listening to this podcast is about building that experience and at the same time being very aware of what are the expertise or what is the expertise that each of us can build in becoming more proficient in doing this in a virtual context.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Looking from that side in terms of the experience and the expertise, I think we need to explain what makes it really powerful when you go into the virtual practice and a number of elements. When we prepared this, you actually said that key elements we should share with our leaders. Tell us a bit more about
1: that. So for me, there are a couple of points that run through everything that we'll be talking about in the upcoming episodes that continuously keep coming up throughout our conversations. And these are points that are obviously there in a real face-to-face situation as well. But we need to look at them in a different aspect. So I just want to briefly go through each of these points because we will be talking about them. The first is trust. You know, trust is really important. If people don't feel safe, if they don't have a safe space within which to communicate, within which to learn, within which to develop, they will find many reasons why this shouldn't take place.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: The next one that is for me very important is rules of engagement. It's not so much about the rules of engagement. I personally hate the word rules, but I've never found a better word to replace it. But it is literally how do we align ourselves, the people that work with us, to engage in a specific manner where we are clear and aligned on what is important for us.
0: Mm. Yes, because then you create common ground with people actually building their collaboration together.
1: Absolutely. In my experience, whether it's in a virtual context or whether it's in a, a room, that's where you create the same space. And if the alignment is not there, the sense of safety is not there and the trust will not happen.
0: Yeah. There are more points to be considered to power the virtual practice up.
1: So the next point is actually, how do we engage? And how do we keep that engagement alive? We've agreed on what are the rules that we want to engage on, but now it's actually how do we walk our talk in that engagement?
0: Because the rules don't drive the engagement. The rules are only the foundation. And the engagement needs to be activated.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. As I said before, it's literally how do we walk our talk now?
0: Mm. Okay.
1: And the next point, that's all related to this, is what is our attitude or our mindset behind this? Mm -hmm. And this is where each one of us on our own personal level, the eye level, how do we show up in our minds?
0: Mm -hmm. And what does that actually help us with when, when you said that to be clear, how do we show up? What's coming from that?
1: Well, obviously that influences the way that we behave and that the way that we show up. But important also is that influences our intention. You know, we will be talking about in one of the upcoming episodes, we'll be talking about intention. But for instance, how often do we sit in a virtual context, we look at everybody on the screen, and we have this inner voice that continues, oh, this is so stupid, listen to Mm. that stupid comment, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there is an intention that underlies that, that this is not important.
0: Okay. Okay. So how does it then work if you have the right intention to really make it a powerful experience when you collaborate in a virtual world?
1: That's really what creates the connection. Okay. You know, I was talking to somebody who led a very successful virtual workshop last week. And when I asked her what really worked, the thing that she said was, it's the connection. We were really able to connect. Hmm. And that's at the end that drives the success of what we do, whether it's in the virtual world or where it's face-to-face. If we don't create the space for that connection to happen, it doesn't happen. When it does, that's where the magic starts happening.
0: Yes. I fully relate to that because that's when we talked before about this is the experience. This is where we get passionate about to Mm -hmm. really share this with others. Because sometimes when you get into the connection, a lot of times people actually say, well, it's the barrier in terms of uh, the technology. The technology doesn't work and it gets in the foreground. But actually, you know, my experience is it's more the intention, more the willingness to engage at that level, to build a strong bond and trust. You, you said trust is, is the key that gives us the safe space, especially in a, in a coaching relationship. Yes.
1: Well, you know, you talked about technology. So technology is a barrier. And what we've just spoken about is how do I show up? In the face of that barrier but bernard give us a quick overview of what tech barriers do we come across
0: so in terms of the technology it's important to consider what device you can use what is appropriate for the connection you want to build and then think about what bandwidths do you have available in the location you are there's no point in trying to push for a video connection if you have low bandwidth because that destroys the connection, that destroys the quality of the connection. <laughs> you rather not on video, but have a really sound connection on the audio channel and then build the relationship and work together rather than having the full bells and whistles installed and activated. And then using the process, using the process for the technology, how do you prepare the technology? How do you prepare all people involved? And how do you employ the technology capability in the best way to support the outcome. Mm -hmm.
1: Bernard, what role do apps play in this?
0: Apps are important. For example, in terms of the security they provide some have much greater care for privacy and for data security. But also in terms of connectivity. Some apps actually take more bandwidth than others. And some, you know, some companies have specific very narrowly defined IT policies, and you need to be aware of that and working with other people, the best is to expand your personal bandwidth in terms of capabilities what <laughs> what you're used to it 's not about the internet it 's your mental bandwidth what you allow to you come across and just work as totally normal but that all is something you need to think about before you go into the connection to enable the technology to serve you at the best way, and then be in the background and not disturb your connection and collaboration.
1: Okay, one point that comes up for me here is, what are the barriers that we face? What are the challenges that we face yes. when we are in this? Because you know, the example that was going through my mind was one that I saw in a recent workshop that we did, is where one person did not switch on her video and the impact it had on the other participants. And the minute that she switched it on, it actually shifted the energy in the virtual room. Yes. In our next few episodes, we will dive deeper into the challenges we face when working in a virtual context. And in our next episode, the challenges of virtual, we'll start with the challenges we face on a personal dimension. So the question I'd like you to reflect on before our next episode is this. What are the challenges you have faced or experienced when doing a virtual coaching session or training? Thank you, that's it from me.
0: And goodbye from me as well.
1: But finally, before we go, if you'd like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel welcome to do so on LinkedIn. Danatsimaman at contact, spelled C-O-N hyphen, T-A-C-T, or Philipp Boota. We're both based in Germany. Or connect with us via email at philip at or Bernhard Zimmermann, Bernhard.Zimmermann at contactinternational.com, C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T hyphen international.com. We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.